Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. We've shown we don't have to risk the recovery underway by embracing reckless cuts. But we do have to take many meaningful steps down the path to balance as our government has said we would and which Albertans expect. All right. Happy Wednesday, folks. That was Finance Minister Joe Cece yesterday on what was, I think, probably a much better day for him than today. Look, governments get, I think, too much blame and too much credit for how the economy's doing. Uh, and look, Alberta's economy was going to recover eventually. Uh, maybe because of or in spite of the government, uh, I think people can uh, debate that. So it's a little bit, I think, outside of the government's control in terms of whether the economy is going to to rebound or not. Maybe it gets down to the pace, et cetera. But Alberta's economy is starting to turn around. What the government does have direct control of, however, folks, is its own bottom line, its own budget, how much it takes in and how much it spends. That is directly within their control. So while Joe Cece yesterday was uh, touting the economic recovery that appears to be happening in Alberta and touting what they describe as their own belt tightening, some bad news today in, in the form of yet another credit downgrade. There have now been several of these, and it is something we need to worry about. Because if those credit ratings go down, the cost of borrowing is going to go up. And with the massive deficits that we're currently running, folks, that is just going to add to it. Makes the cost of government sustaining itself day to day more expensive. And that is entirely on this government. Yeah, they inherited a deficit. Yeah, they inherited a bad economy. And these, these rating agencies, they know that. They understand all of that. Uh, They're not coming into this clueless. They know Alberta's history. They know the situation. They follow all of this stuff very closely. So there's nothing there for Joe Cece to fall back on and say, hey, it's not our fault. Because it is. And in fact, just a a few months ago, back in July, this credit rating agency that we're talking about here today, DBRS Limited, uh, they had said at the time that for now, they were going to leave Alberta's credit rating, double A high, alone. They were going to keep it where it was. So back in July, Joe Cece was bragging about this. He said at the time, quote, DBRS has maintained our AA high credit rating, recognizing our province's strong fiscal fundamentals and the many positive economic trends and signs of recovery happening in our province right now. So if Joe Cece was going to brag about that a few months ago, then he needs to take some accountability here, folks, for what we've learned today, that that very same DBRS Limited has downgraded Alberta's credit rating. It is no longer AA high. It is AA. The agency says the downgrade reflects large operating deficits and rapid debt accumulation. Deficits and debt that are by choice. My words. As they say in their news release, the second quarter update released yesterday forecasts a deficit of $10.3 billion in 2017-2018, only slightly lower than last year's deficit of $10.8 billion. 
The adjusted debt-to-GDP ratio is expected to rise to 17.5% from 154 the prior year. They have maintained the negative trend, they say, because the province has yet to demonstrate any real willingness to address the weakest budget outlook among all provinces, despite high levels of per capita spending and the lowest tax burden in the country. DBRS is concerned the plan to return to balance relies on a recovery in resource revenues rather than fundamental adjustments to the budget. As a result, debt will continue to rise and there is no clarity as to when the credit profile will stabilize. Furthermore, DBRS believes the proposed expense measures will be insufficient to meaningfully address the fiscal imbalance. They could revise, they say, the trend to stable if the province were to introduce a credible plan that resulted in the debt-to-GDP ratio stabilizing around the levels currently predicted or expected. While the further rating action is not anticipated in the near term, Alberta's fiscal outlook remains the weakest among all provinces and risks remain tilted to the downside. This is on Joe Cece. This is on Rachel Notley. This is on the NDP government because this is all entirely a choice on their part. As they point out, we have got the highest levels of per capita spending and the lowest tax burden in the country. Again, they inherited that. I understand. But that's not sustainable. And the NDP is trying to act as though it is. The very same government, the very same party that has talked about getting us off of that royalty roller coaster, as this credit rating agency points out, that's entirely what their balanced budget plan is. To cross their fingers and hope that yet again that roller coaster that they want to get off of will instead once again come to our rescue. There is no credible plan here, folks, to balance the budget or to get out of debt. So while Alberta remains strong in many ways, while we are starting to see an economic turnaround, our fiscal outlook remains the weakest among all provinces, as this credit rating agency has pointed out. So that's what the government needs to deal with. I know governments love to be the ones presiding over an improving economy. And I guess depending on your partisan stripe, maybe you're inclined or not inclined to give them credit. Do you give Justin Trudeau credit for Canada's economic numbers? Do you give just Donald Trump credit for the American economic numbers? I guess it all depends. Like I say, I think governments get too much blame and too much credit for that kind of stuff. But this is the stuff that they're in charge of. And this is the stuff that has a real impact on how the province is governed, how the province is viewed by credit rating agencies, and what it costs for the government to do business. We're going to allow these credit ratings to continue to slide. We're going to continue to rack up these downgrades on a fairly consistent basis here. We're going to pay for it in the long run. So I know Alberta governments have a history of wanting to have their cake and eat it too when it comes to taxes and spending. And when you got oil money flowing in, it makes it easy to paper over that gap. But we have got a huge gap, and the NDP has not taken any serious steps to address it. They're hoping for the best, and there is no credible plan to get the books in order. And that's what may end up hurting them in the next election. The economy may be uh, going on all, all cylinders come 2019. But in the face of that, in the face of this recovery, they are still unable to turn around this budgetary situation or come forward with anything credible to deal with it. So that's on them. So, yeah, we should be worried about what we heard from this credit rating agency today. Maybe you've never heard of DBRS Limited before today, but I think we should pay attention to what they're saying. 
All right, 974-8255 is a telephone number, 974-TALK. Am I overreacting here? Is this not a big deal? Not as a big deal as maybe I'm making it out to be? Brothers making it out to be today. How worried should we be about this uh, shot across the bow here, this warning uh, from this credit rating agency? Let's go to the phones. Steve, welcome to the program. you, you got to understand how we got here. Our first premier, uh, Alexander Cameron Rutherford, 25% of the budget was infrastructure because the federal government was 70% smaller than it is today. But after two world wars, they grew exponentially and refused to relinquish what they got. And then when Harry Strom was our premier, government workers made 90% the average working wage in Alberta. That's about 64000 or something like that. So they, the average pay envelope would be 57000 But today it's 170% of the average working wage. A teacher after eight years makes over slightly over $100,000. Now, unless you're prepared to say, we have too many provinces, we're going to go from 10 to 6, the federal government is going to be 70% smaller than it currently is, and it can't, because they're duplicating their province's responsibilities, and you're willing to say to every government worker, from your highest pay to your lowest pay, it's going to equal out to 90% of the average working wage, it's not going to happen. Now, the way they were able to do that is... They pretty much killed the infrastructure budget, and most people in their 40s now are no longer mortgage-free and planning for their personal retirement. Most companies no longer have pension plans anymore because of the way the tax structure is in this country. So unless you're willing to do what I just said, all government workers make 90% average working wage, averages out, go from 10 to 6 provinces, and the federal government has to be 70% smaller so that those 70% dollars go back to the province and municipalities, which it once was, then you're not going to save the day. And as for Jason Kenney, he said, well, they, they do education 20% cheaper in B.C. That's because they pay teachers 20% less than they do in Alberta. And he's not going to come clean on that. And let's be clear, Jason Kenney never ran a balanced budget at the federal level either. So now, magically, he's going to do it here. Anyways, those are my thoughts. All right, Steve, that's a lot to unpack. Appreciate the phone call. Steve's going way back here. 974-8255. This text from John says, Rob, pride goeth before a fall. Sales tax not an option. You are not overreaching. Another text here says, they don't care. They know they're one and done. Further to Steve's point, though, uh, this tweet at Rob Breckenridge from uh, at J.R. Marla says, to be fair, what hard decisions will the UCP make to address the deficit? At the end of the day, the problem is the average Albertan that continues to want high spending and low taxes. Interesting point, but certainly the opposition needs to come forward with a credible plan of their own. 974-8255. More thoughts on this. Also, when we come back, uh, another huge revelation today in what seems to be an ongoing controversy about sexual harassment, inappropriate behavior amongst the rich and famous and powerful. Another big name in the entertainment world falling today, none other than Matt Lauer of the Today Show on NBC. What I understand to be the most profitable program on network television in the United States. Seemed to come out of nowhere today. We'll get into that story as well. 974-8255. We're back with more right after this.
Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.